Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's Kelly and Troy. And this week we're doing something a little different. Obviously, we are late on the episode. Troy will tell us his story in a little bit. We are going to be doing just a kind of like a gossip sesh between the girls, gays, theys, and the boyfriends who listen but won't admit it. Yeah. <laughs> who, as a side note, always end up having the most fun at our shows. Yeah, no doubt. Right? They are the drunkest and the most excited every time. I guess I don't even need to start this with saying alleged because these are just our opinions. Yeah, we're just going to be talking about things that are happening. Some news stories, events, pop culture stuff. I'm excited. Now, before we get into it, how is Vegas? I know Travel Witch got you. Travel Witch always gets me, but at this point, I've just like given into it. I don't don't get upset about that anymore. It's become like a kink. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, how is she going to fuck with me today? It's like a turn on. Um... (laughs) But no, Vegas was really fun. Vegas was very, 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 very fun. I've never been to Las Vegas. Um, I went like as a preteen once and I barely remember it. And, you know, you can't really do anything in Las Vegas as a teenager. So this was really my first time going there, really. And it was cool. Like, I didn't think that I would like Las Vegas. I didn't think that I wouldn't like it, but I just thought, like, God, this place is going to be, like, Times Square times a million, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is. But it's, like, tacky and D-list and camp. And it's very my brand. <laughs> 100%. Like, it, Aubrey O'Day is everywhere. Holly Madison is everywhere. It feels very safe for me. I really like it. And, like, even the, the stuff in Vegas that's, like, super nice is tacky. Yeah. You know? Like, the nicest buildings are the tackiest. So, it's great. We went to uh, the Little White Chapel, and my friend Zach and his husband Alistair renewed their vows um, in the room that Brittany got married in. And that was really emotional. Um, that was supposed to be, like, silly. And then it, like... I think, like, all of us kind of, like, realized what was happening at the moment. And, like, they were, like, getting married again. And it was, like, very emo. We all cried. (laughs) It was very homosexual. (laughs) Um, But it was cool. It was a great, it was a really fun trip. Is that also where Joe Jonas got married? Yes. um, Joe got married there. Um, They had a list. It was, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, Um, I didn't know they got married in Vegas. Yeah, uh, David and Posh. Um, a lot of them just renew their vows there. Or they, oh, you know, okay. They just go there for fun. Um, Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was like all kinds of people. But it was cool. And we got to meet the lady who 
is in possession of the only video of Britney Spears getting married in the world. And she refuses to sell the video because she says, like, you know, I take this job very seriously and, like, I'm just not going to sell it. And she's been offered a lot of money for it and she won't. And we got to meet her and that was really surreal. And you were like, can we just see it? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, like, we're gay. You can trust us. Give it. <laughs> we would never do anything to hurt Britney. <laughs> Give us the fucking video. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you're just like, I really want to rob. Yeah. There's like a little knife poking out. Um, Yeah, it was great. And then we also saw Shania Twain, and she was, it was the second coming of God. I mean, she literally, her voice was incredible. She looked amazing. Shania Twain is like, I believe in her 50s. She was crop topped and tan and just looked, it's Shania, a national treasure. So it was a great, great trip. Good. I'm glad you had fun. We should do a show in Vegas. I wouldn't survive it, but we were talking about that, just like how fun it would be. Yeah. It would be, oh my God, so fun to do a show there. Now, Troy, I know you're a big challenge fan like me. Mm-hmm. Did you see that they have like a three part docuseries coming out? So I've heard about it. People have told me about it, but can you like tell me the things? So they're talking about, like, unearthing everything from the challenge. I'm like, well, are you going to talk about the toothbrush incident or no? Is that what they mean? I don't think so. I don't think they'll ever address that. And if you guys know what we're talking about, look up uh, Tanya, Evan, and Kenny toothbrush allegations. Um, It was a big thing with MTV. It's the reason why they're not allowed back ever. And they're not allowed to be, like, mentioned. Um, But I do have to say... Kim Kardashian being a mega fan in the trailer set something off in me that I don't even know how to explain. You know, it kind of makes sense because Kim was a real world girl. I didn't know that. And she credits the real world for being the reason she wanted to do a reality show. So I kind of, I'm like, okay, I get that. It's It's like shocking at first. And then I'm like, oh yeah. Kim's old school, you know? Yeah, I guess if you... I didn't know that backstory, so maybe I'm not as mad. (laughs) So what is this documentary going to be about? Like, just, like, all of the events that are taking place are, like... Yeah, like, the evolution of the challenge. Okay. Well, it deserves it. Yeah, I mean, the challenge is an incredible show. Um, It's been on forever. And they were so smart to put real world and road rules people together for so long, because... All those personalities are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it created like um, like a legacy around their shows. You know, it made them feel more like iconic. Mm-hmm. And, like, and also, every I mean, so many shows have stolen their concepts and their ideas and their format, and you know, they're like eliminations. Like so yeah. many things have been taken from this show, and they get no credit. People love to credit Survivor. They love to credit Big Brother. They don't ever credit the challenge, even though it's been on for literally 30 years. Yeah, very true. So they deserve it. Who's your? Who are your few like favorite challengers? If you were to be on a challenge, who would you want in the house with you? As like an who, alliance. Who would I want in the house with me? Um, I would say, listen, at a certain time, I would have said Wes. Mm-hmm. 
I would have liked playing with Wes because he's like a big brothery kind of player, and I like that. Now I think it's a little, you know, people are on. It's like back in the day that would have been great. Now everybody knows what Wes does, so it's like not as it doesn't really work out as well. Um, I would like to have Laurel's crazy ass on my team because she's a fucking beast. Like to be able to say, Laura, go, go get it, go sick him, and she would like fucking do it. She would gallop over and just do whatever the thing is. Laurel for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I would. I feel like I would win with. Oh, I don't know. Who else would? You, who would you want on your team? Definitely Darrell. Oh, Darrell for sure. Darrell. Landon. Durrell. Oh yeah, Landon. Because I could be really bad, but Landon would like help me. He wouldn't just scream oh, at me. He's so sweet. And also, what's his name? The little tiny, the short, um, Derek. Yes. Derek for sure oh my god and then i'd want jemmy and katie doyle on my side because they're the most fun people in that house Mm -hmm. and loyal and loyal yeah and then i really liked cam kill a cam i think those would be like my five oh yeah cam is incredible i forgot about her and i love sarah rice but she you can't trust her she's shifty yeah sarah's shifty but i like sarah though i like her nerd energy Camp counselor. Yeah. I like her, her like Captain Planet power being like puzzles. <laughs> it's like funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm good at crosswords. <laughs> okay. So, also, another thing that we wanted to talk about um, typically, my uh, con- concern with this show ends at the cast announcement. Like, I'm always really excited about the the cast, and I never watch it, and I never give a fuck, unless her name is Kate Gosselin. But anyway, <laughs> so the cast of Dancing with the Stars has been announced. So we have the D'Amelio family, Charlie and Heidi, um, Selma Blair, Shangela, Wayne Brady, Teresa Giudice, Daniel Durant, Cheryl Ladd, uh, Jordan Sparks, Vinny, from Jersey Shore, <laughs> uh, Jason Lewis, Gabby Wendy, Jesse James Decker, Tate Donovan, Sam Ch- uh, Champion, and Joseph Biena. Oh, okay, that's Arnold's son with the housekeeper. That's outrageous. My jaw hit the floor when that's I saw outrageous. his outrageous. That is just pure shade. Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? No, and I don't know if it means I'm getting really old because I was like, oh, this is a really good cast. I'm excited. I've never watched one episode. It's really just a truly, like, antiquated-ass show. It's just not... The thing about Dancing with the Stars is, like, it, it has potential to be really fun, but, like, because they can only do, like, really traditional dance, like, they can't, like... It's never going to be like, so you think you can dance, you know? Right. I don't want to watch Lil' Kim do the waltz. I can't fathom anything less interesting. I also definitely thought Wayne Brady has been on Dancing with the Stars already. (laughs) You would think. He's very that kind of celebrity. I'm curious to see Selma Blair. Mm -hmm. um, Because obviously she's battling MS. And Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to just see kind of how the show deals with that. How she can deal with that. Um, yeah. I think it's like really courageous of her to do it, honestly. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm I like fucking love Selma Blair so much, and I've been listening to her a lot on um just like different podcasts and stuff. Like 
promoting her book. She's been doing a lot of interviews. And she's so funny and so cool. And she has so many interesting stories about just, like, people in Hollywood. And um, she's just, like, lives such an interesting life, you know? I mm-hmm. love her. But, yeah, Jesse James Decker. One day, I know we keep teasing a country episode. I will really get on that, guys, and pull blind items. Jesse James Decker will be interesting to watch. I wonder how the public is going to respond to her because she's not very likable. Yeah, I mean, and this would be, like, her, like, for people, like, non-country people to, like, really, like, I guess, find out who she is. Other than just Eric Decker's wife. Right. Now, speaking of football, Eric Decker was a football player, Troy, if you weren't aware. Okay, Um, okay. (laughs) But Tom and Giselle, it seems like they may be getting a divorce. People Magazine actually reported that they're not currently living together. And if People Magazine's doing that... Yeah, it's a big deal. Their relationship has always been so interesting to me. Um, Just how they got together and while they were like five months into their relationship, maybe not even five months, Bridget Moynihan announced she was pregnant with Tom's kid. Mm-hmm. and i just always thought it was like so messy to start mm-hmm. um but yeah it, i was reading an article saying giselle like took their two kids for labor day took them out of the country or something and tom opted to go to new york to spend time with his son jack his son with bridget yeah this has always felt like a real not that i'm trying to say that i don't think the relationship is real but it just feels really like smoke and mirrors to me for sure it's like very businessy. It's very like I don't know. It just feels like they rely on presenting themselves as this like beautiful power couple. And like and I don't know, I just don't think I, I don't see anything beyond that. Them just like presenting this image of like, you know, him and Giselle. Like it just feels very I'm not saying fake, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like inauthentic. Yeah. They kind of give me, like, Ryan and Blake vibes. They just don't do the social media joke stuff. Yes. Yes. And it must be because he just can't squeeze it out of him. Yeah. I mean, that man trying to show personality is, it's <laughs> troubling, to say the least. Um, I always think about how um, Ben Affleck cheated with the nanny. And the only reason they know, figured it out, is because she took that photo with all of Tom Brady's Super Bowl rings. Mm -hmm. And I'm always just like, you really think Tom Brady wasn't also hooking up with her? Come on. Don't be silly. Come on. Of course. And this is the kind of relationship that makes me wonder, like, if people at this level of fame in Hollywood, do they really, really have, like traditional we don't cheat on each other relationships do they even try to do that really or do they just like make us think that they try and do it because do we really believe that tom hasn't been cheating on giselle how long have they been married like 13 years or something come on and her too she's giselle do you think there are any hollywood couples that don't cheat on each other i think the only one i can think of is like kurt russell and goldie hawn yeah that's yeah it's truly one of the only ones i can think of where i'd be like no i actually believe they do crawl into bed every night together i can't think of any i really can't like 
and that's why I always say it. They need a new word for it because, like, is it even cheating? Right. You know, like, at what point is it just how your relationship is? At what point is it just an open relationship? Yeah, like, is it cheating? Really? I don't know. I've just always felt like he was way too fucking boring for Giselle. Like, Giselle's fun as fuck. Her interviews, like, even her on the um, Victoria's Secret fashion show, mm-hmm. she would always be having fun up there. Yeah, she's got a really big personality, you know? And I just, like, miss seeing that. Like, he's so lame to me. <laughs> I will agree because he doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Jennifer Lawrence's 72 question Vogue? No, I didn't. <laughs> so she, they ask her, they're like, what's the craziest thing you ever read about yourself? And it was a pause. And then she goes that I fucked Harvey Weinstein. Okay. I saw that clip. <laughs> I saw clips. Was that directed? Was that pointed? <laughs> Jen, are you angry at us? The pause before and after, I was like, I feel like I've just got yelled at. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> like, back in the day during um, Kathy Griffin's stand-up when she would describe Whitney Houston walking up to her and pointing her finger in her face. Wait, I don't like, know don't... that story. Oh, there's like a, an old stand-up special where Kathy talks about Whitney Houston coming up to her at an award show. And she like wagged her finger in her face and said, like, you don't know me. And she said, like, you don't recover from Whitney Houston, like, putting her finger in your face. Like, you just don't. That's, like, how that makes me feel. I, Even hearing her say acknowledge that is, like, a wild. And Shannon from Fluently Forward did a TikTok about it. And the way she worded it, it was really interesting. Because she was talking about how, you know, you don't fuck Harvey Weinstein. He takes advantage of you. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, that's a really interesting way to think of it. Right. Because maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I did feel like I was being spoken to directly. Oh my God. <laughs> Jennifer literally said, I never fucked Harvey. <laughs> Fuck Drake. <laughs> that was filmed uh, right by Domino Park. Oh my. It was even in my in hood. You. They zoomed on you eating a white or drinking a white claw. Huh. <laughs> Um, and what I thought was really interesting because Jennifer Lawrence obviously took a break because everyone was kind of sick of her and she Mm -hmm. had that real like golden retriever energy Mm -hmm. and I feel like this interview was a way for her to be like I'm not like that anymore I'm a serious person now yeah which was just so different than what I was used to yeah I mean you really can't win. I was actually talking about this with one of our Uber drivers and uh we were talking about this in our Uber in <laughs> Las Vegas and I used Jennifer as the example of like I really truly think one of the worst things that can happen to you in Hollywood is to be a girl or a woman who gets um painted into like the relatable category cuz mm. it's it's really a ticking time bomb and you basically can't win. You know? And I think it's interesting how, like, other women have been able to navigate getting out of it, like Julia Roberts and stuff. Like, they've been able to navigate being loved and then really despised for no reason and then finding a way to be loved again. Like, that takes a lot of talent. And it just seems like it sucks, you know? Like, you do kind of have to come back and, like, water yourself down 
because it's like oh me like burping and shit isn't funny now even though i haven't changed anything about myself now it's cringe last yeah. year it was cute you know i never thought of that like what do you do when the public's sick of you you have to be really smart with how you because it's going to happen mm-hmm. i don't think i can i can't think of a single in quotes relatable it girl actress who didn't then have the public turn on them and some of them don't recover yeah i'm really thinking about that i mean reese witherspoon people turned on her i mean Mm -hmm. for good reason after the dui do you know who i am right jennifer aniston might be one of the but a lot of people don't like her though yeah but i'd say jennifer aniston might be the one to kind of just like glide above it agreed and the way that she does it is strategic she does it with like you know, constantly reminding people of like her nostalgia story and being loveless and like heart, like you have to like find a way to like be in the good graces of people as a woman. And it's like, it's like, I feel like it's a really hard thing to navigate. And a lot of them don't get credit for being good at it. And I always just use Julia because she's been like so beloved and so despised just simply based on people being sick of her. Yeah literally nothing else like she doesn't change anything about herself but it's like people randomly love julia's smile and then they randomly hate it and it's like you know you can't win i do remember everyone hated her when they were like wait she like made her husband divorce his ex-wife and paid the ex-wife to just go away yeah and then she wore like a t-shirt out in public that said like fuck you or something to her julia um one other thing that we definitely wanted to talk about of course a lot of people sent us um the article well i wouldn't even say that this is the only one that's come out recently there's been a few headlines for the past few months of uh cara delavine like out in public very disheveled um not doing well you know i'm not gonna like allude to what she's on but she doesn't look sober and you know it's like She's the girl who stays at a party too long, mm-hmm. you know? That's very her. And, like, this is that. It's, like, it's, like, not cute now. And now people are worried because, yeah, being a drug addict is, like, actually scary. It's not just, like, fun, you know? Yeah. And there was um a – she was photographed the other day, uh like, getting ready to board a private jet. And she was, like, barefoot and – you know, she looked manic and her pupils were all dilated and her hair was a mess. And um, yeah, she's she's not well. Like, I don't think she's ever alluded to being well, though. Yeah, I guess we joke about her a lot. And mm-hmm. I've always just thought, you know, maybe she does too much coke or whatever. But she I always hear nice things about her, though. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know that has nothing to do with like being a drug, ad- drug addict or whatever. But I'm really rooting for her because she looks really, really bad. Yeah. And I thought everything with like Meg the Stallion, I was like, that's just Caribbean Cara, whatever. Like, don't take it so seriously. And now I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That may have actually been like a big red flag. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it's like beyond um, her being like a meme now, I guess, you know? And like I said, this is definitely not the first time. The Daily Mail loves taking pictures of Cara Delevingne, like, out in public disheveled. A a few weeks ago, 
or maybe like a month ago there was another time she was photographed and she was barefoot again she was like digging through her trunk Mm -hmm. and like talking to herself and just being really like erratic and you know fidgety and um not good um I I do worry about her I do especially now because it feels like she's I feel like she used to be able to kind of be under the radar and like go to parties and stuff and Mm -hmm. people kind of knew who she was they kind of didn't and you know it was like if you knew you knew kind of thing when it came to Cara but now everybody knows Cara Delevingne she's much more famous now than I think she's ever been and there's a lot more eyes on her I do I do worry about her for sure and I wonder if she'll be in New York for New York Fashion Week that's what's going on right now yeah oh wait I found out some tea over the weekend about you know Steph Curry the basketball player Mm -hmm. everyone get ready for this story I know it's completely off topic I don't know why it popped into my head Cara we're rooting for you girl we are always but I need to tell this story to everyone listening um my friend her and I we went out for drinks and she was talking to me and she was like do you like basketball I was like yeah I played it in high school I like basketball She's like, do you know Steph Curry? Yes, I do. You don't even need to like basketball to know who he is. Right. So she was telling me when she lived in LA, she was out and talking to like a bunch of basketball players, but she wasn't really aware who they were. She was just like, they're tall. They play basketball. We don't know anyone's name. I don't care. You got us a table. Mm -hmm. At this table, she gets a guy's number and he's texting her. And he's like, I will fly you anywhere. I just want to spend time with you. All this stuff. It was Steph Curry. Oh, my God. And then she met someone a few months later. And the girl was telling her about, like, her on and off again fling. He won't leave his wife for me and always promises me all these things. It was Steph Curry again. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Was she, like, receptive to it or no? My friend? Yeah. No, she wasn't into it because once she found out he had a wife, she was like, absolutely not. Like, wow. what the fuck? And That's crazy. Yeah, and she was like, if you look through his phone, he might have my number in it. That's another thing with, like, the basketball players. I'm like, we need a new word for cheating, especially for athletes. Because yeah. this isn't cheating. This is something different, right? Like they are out of control like the whole court culture of being in a relationship with a basketball player is that you will be cheated on by lots of different people who were we talking to i think they worked for like wwe or maybe a hockey team i know very different things but they worked for some sporting event and they did seating do you remember this and they used to have to sit the mistresses on one side and the wives on the other was that at a live show maybe I feel like that was somebody we met at a live show. And yeah, they said that they have to orchestrate where all the different, all the gumas sit. Yeah. Because they all are like aware of each other, you know? It's crazy. Would you be able to live like that, do you think? Um. Yeah, I would if we had set like just normal boundaries. If I, you know, like if I knew what was going on, I really wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. I think you... I'm not judging anyone, but I think you kind of have to be a fool to think that you're going into a relationship with a, like a hot, wealthy athlete and that they're going to be loyal to you all over the world. 
it's just absurd to me. I know that probably sounds really cold, but you know, the Aries jumped out. What can I say? I'm way too jealous. There's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Troy's like, you sent me 15 text messages in a row. I can't imagine. If you're like- <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's wild. I mean, listen, that's but I have not done it. I can't say. <laughs> I don't know. But that's yeah, crazy. I- I guess he was sending her like flowers and gifts and all this stuff. And they were supposed to do something. And he's like, I can't, my wife is giving birth. And that's when she was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm like, Oh, that was. My wife is giving birth. Yeah. We'll have to skip dinner. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Can't go see the movie tonight. Did you see um, Zac Efron's men's health interview that he did? Um, not all of it, but I've definitely seen clips. Honestly, ever since we did our Zach episode, which is on Patreon, um, mm-hmm. I've been so sad for him. And reading this article was like heartbreaking. He, I'm telling you, he has to be one of the saddest celebrities. And it's like even more sad that he tries to hint at how sad his life is and like people still don't really get it. He's literally talking about how like body dysmorphia affects his life and people are like well you're known for your muscles Mm -hmm. like i'm telling you that's not good for me anymore right and they're like well look at those veins in your arms right (laughs) you pumped up i was gonna say like even with his um you know when he got all like roided out and stuff and people were like making fun of him i'm gonna include include myself in that um i don't think people understand like when they're viewing a, a male Uh, a man that has eating issues like how crass they'll be about it versus like a woman yeah you know what I mean and like Zach's always been kind of open about that stuff and people just like don't get it (laughs) he was talking about how much Baywatch fucked his life up because of the insane routine he was on and people are like well you looked great he's like okay that's not helping me right That whole, if you guys have a chance to read it, please do. It's so sad. He talks about how he can't even really go in public. Right now, he's just traveling the country in a van because he doesn't really, like, know what to do right now. That's so sad. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's so sad. And on top of it, it's like, you know, I feel like for years he tried to, like, build, like, a career for himself outside of, like, how he looks. And, um... He's a good actor, mm-hmm. too. So it's just sad that, like, he never was able kind of to really do that. And for whatever reason, you know, the decision makers in his life behind the scenes, like, he, he like, didn't continue down that path of doing, like, real movies. Like, it was, like, Bad Grandpa 4, you know? Like, I don't know. He's just sad. And even when he did the Ted Bundy movie, everyone was like, well, if Ted Bundy looked like that, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I know. Like, stop. I know. And I thought he did really good in that. We're always rooting for Zach here. 
No doubt. Like, for sure. I know we talk a lot about Justin Bieber, who we will get to. Um, mm-hmm. How he needs to just like, or even Demi, just get out of the Hollywood limelight. Mm-hmm. I hope Zac Efron just finds a happiness in like middle of Montana somewhere and never yeah. goes back to L.A. Yeah, I agree. I think that he would be so happy in like a normal town, you know, doing normal shit, like going hiking and like rock climbing or whatever the other shit that he does that's active outside. (laughs) And I think that he would be so happy. What did you think of him talking about his jaw? Again, it made me feel really bad because then I was thinking like, God, he's like, He's got this crippling, you know, body dysmorphia. Everybody talks about how he looks all the time. And then his fucking face went viral for, like, looking weird. That made me sad. Like, I feel bad for him. I feel... I never thought when we started this podcast... I I mean, I always thought Zac Efron was, like, really hot and talented. Mm-hmm. But I never thought I'd feel so bad for him. Because he's looking outside, looking in, it's like he has everything. He's hot. He has mm-hmm. money. He can get anyone he wants. Like, but there's yeah. such a deep sadness in him. An intense sadness. And I'm not going to say that, like, obviously we're not able to verify any of the stuff that we've read about him directly. But, like, it just makes you think, like, that his life kind of is as sad as, like, the blind items make it seem, you know? Yeah. He seems very, like, trapped by his fame. That's just- like a poetic way to put it Troy oh thanks that was beautiful thanks (laughs) but yeah if you guys haven't had a chance to read it um definitely give it a read Zac Efron is very sad and just doesn't want fame anymore and it sucks because you can tell he wants to be an actor Mm -hmm. but people won't even really let him be that yeah, I, I remember in our episode, we talked about his relationship with Leo and how Leo, like, gave him advice or whatever about, like, you know, being a hunk. And it's crazy, like, the way Leo was able to, like, strong arm his way into being taken seriously as an actor, like, whether you wanted to or not, Leo was going to make you see him as an actor, no matter how much of a heart job he was. And Zach couldn't do it, you know? Well, Leo took, like, quite a long break didn't he between like the beach and catch me if you can yeah and zach really hasn't yeah and leo chose really smart roles you know zach doesn't yeah he's just doesn't and it sucks because even in like neighbors he was so funny Mm -hmm. but it almost doesn't matter i know I'll always see what is that movie that he's in where he's like a kid again is it 13 17 again again? 17 again he's so good in that I've never seen that Troy oh my god it is literally so good he's amazing in it really it's like his best acting yeah it makes me cry everybody at home is like are you out of your mind but no it's so good I love him in the greatest showman oh yeah that's good too and even that, in what? Paperboy. Oh, yes. But even like Greatest Showman, he said his best on-screen kiss was Zendaya because mm-hmm. of how like powerful it was and how much it meant. And everyone's like, oh my God, he loves kissing Zendaya. And he was like, no, that's, I was yeah. trying to give like some, why it was so impactful and you guys are mm-hmm. just fucking ruining everything. He says they hooked up. 
<laughs> God. So I actually have some Beverly Hills tea. Ooh. A little. <laughs> it's nothing crazy. But so when I was in Las Vegas, I met this really cool woman at the bar. I'm not going to say her name. And um, I told her to listen. I I taught her how to uh, download podcasts on her phone. So hopefully she's listening to this. And she said that I could share this story. So she's an attorney. Um, I forget where she said she lived, but she's in between like Orange County and Beverly Hills. So she's back and forth and she has a lot of interaction with like those women because she does litigations there and they're always being sued. Um, <laughs> so she was very, very um, close to Tom Girardi and she was practicing law in his area. So all of the lawyers, of course, know each other. And um, so she knew him for years. And she told me that in their town, um, like being a lawyer there, it's like a rite of passage to be in a lawsuit with Tom Girardi. Like every lawyer has sued him a bunch of times because he doesn't pay people. You know, he's always doing illegal shit. So then what he does is he'll get sued and then he'll usually call the person and just shove money in their mouth and then they drop the case. And she has sued him um and he called her to give her money and she wouldn't accept it he was gonna try and like shove money in her mouth and whatever um so she has been in, in a lawsuit with tom and she told me that when uh i really hope she's listening to this but she told me that when tom and erica had that like cheating thing happen publicly and, you know, Erica was, like, trying to say, like, Tom cheated, and, you know, I got out as soon as I could, blah, blah, blah. She said that Erica actually knew about that um, rela that relationship for 15 years, and that <laughs> the text messages that she showed showing, like, you know, that he cheated on her were from 15 years ago. And And then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, they were from, like, a flip phone. Right. Like, the screenshots were from, like, a flip phone. But she tried to present it like it was currently happening. And this lady was like, no, that was, like, literally over a decade ago. Like, she just dug up some random thing to make her not look bad for wanting to leave. And she also said that right before Tom, um, right before all the shit hit the fan, I guess one of the burn victims tried to sue Erica and that was, like, the first time she had ever been sued because of something that Tom had done. So that's when she decided to leave because she knew that at that point, like, more people were going to start trying to sue her. So then she printed off that random screenshot and decided she was going to say she's leaving because he cheated. Um, and she also said that he does really have dementia he everybody has known that he's been slipping for like a very long time and that that's like the one thing erica probably isn't lying about that um she left him because he's also like slipping and like doesn't know who she is a lot of the time and so yeah it was crazy i'm like on the edge of my seat and i don't even watch this show <laughs> it was pretty nuts like i was like holy shit shit like it just i mean not that you need any confirmation that erica is a fucking monster <laughs> but i was like damn like th it's true but yes beverly hills right now is 
absolutely infuriating. It's very frustrating to watch. Erica is just like planting her feet so hard. And there's a lot of like mean girl, like group wolf pack bullying going on on the show. Diana is an absolute train wreck. She's not a good reality TV character. She's horrifically boring. She has a really hard time keeping up with what's going on on the show. Like they'll be in the middle of some really heated discussion about like something somebody said. And then Diana will interrupt the whole thing to be like, what about the other day when you said you stepped on my shoe and it's very rude to step on someone's shoe to not say sorry to step on a shoe. And then the whole cast has to stop and explain to her what's going on and what they're actually fighting about. Like she's just, she's a horrible reality TV star. She couldn't be worse. Do you think it's an act of her trying to act like aloof the way Kathy Hilton does? No, because she's not aloof in like a silly way. Oh, <laughs> she's like a know-it-all, very like high and mighty, like on like a high horse. Like she she thinks that she's serving you the true tea. Like in her mind, there is no greater housewife, and she's the smartest and the baddest, the baddest bitch to ever do it. But she's just like a, a mumbling fool that won't stop licking her fucking lips. Like she literally is licking all over her face the entire show. Why is Lisa Rinna going so fucking crazy on social media? I think Lisa's going crazy because she can tell that the audience has actually hit a wall with her. Because mm. people get mad at Lisa, but like for the most part, they're always like, well, she's great for like the greater good of the show, you know? Mm -hmm. But now I think she's not even like, I think people just are genuinely over her and it really does feel like her time has come. So I think she's like, she's like realizing that. Like, I think the Lisa's going to be let go. I really do. Now I want to watch the show and I have never wanted to watch like Beverly Hills. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're missing anything, to be honest. Like, I'm in it because I'll always be in it. But I don't like love Beverly Hills. Like, it's not, it's nowhere near my favorite of this, uh, this franchise. I'm excited for Salt Lake City to come back. Me too. And Potomac. Those are like what I care about right now. I've heard that that's one of the better season series. Seasons? Cities? Yeah. I don't know what to call it. Potomac is the best right now to me. I think Potomac is the is just fire. Like it shoots mm -hmm. from every cylinder. Now we have to talk about something that we have called since day one. Justin Bieber has officially canceled his world tour. Mm -hmm. I thought he already did. I was confused I when the announcement came out. I thought I was actually shocked. I was like, wait, it's people haven't been refunded for this yet. And I think what's so crazy, someone, they either DM'd Laguna or Beyond the Blinds. I can't remember. But they were talking about how like Halsey and Lady Gaga still go on tour, even though they have all these different ailments. Mm. But somehow they don't get like praise for kind of performing through it. Right. Whereas with Justin Bieber, everyone's just like, oh, no, 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 it's his health. Do you like if Lady yeah. Gaga was to cancel her whole tour, people would be like, oh, oh, okay, Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. 
I 1000% agree. And she even has songs about her fibromyalgia yeah. and how it affects her and stuff, you know, like she, her whole documentary is about how her bones are always aching and, you know, she has to get those crazy massages every day. Like, but yeah, and nobody really, people expect her to get on stage and be a superhero, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, it's the complete opposite. I, I'm still just in shock that it wasn't already canceled. I really, truly thought it was done. So I have a theory. Because you know, we know Justin Bieber's ill, but we don't. Right. Yeah. The rest of, I'm pretty sure almost all of his other tour dates were going to be stadiums. He can't sell out a stadium. There's no way. Come on. There's no way. So... I think it was a ticket sales thing. I really do. I think that's why Sean Mendez canceled his tour. Mm-hmm. Ticket sales aren't great this summer because this is the first summer. I guess this sounds kind of dumb, but it's the first summer where we can like go out and do things yeah. and go on vacations. So mm-hmm. people don't want to go to concerts as much because they'd rather like go somewhere. Right. And if they are going to go to a concert, it is something like a Lady Gaga. Like it's something like it's a big spectacular show for like an album that did well right or like, like harry styles al- oh no that's a good example harry is like the perfect example like he just did like a, a he's a huge album out right mm-hmm. like he's having a moment like if you're gonna go to a concert right now it's like somebody it's either like a residency or like somebody who's having like a big moment his last few album cycles have been abysmal yeah, and they've been so thrown off track because Justin Bieber can't tour anymore. Even yeah. if he could sell out a stadium, he can't tour. He he just can't. Yeah. Which, you know, and that's the double-edged sword is like, I know that a lot of these artists rely on like the touring to make their money at this point, you know, because it's like hard to make money just as like a pop artist now. Mm-hmm. So I get the tour is like where they really rank in the big bucks, but like, I just don't think that the demand is there for Justin Bieber to Justin Bieber to be able to sell out a stadium. No. It's wild. I would you say, I mean, this sounds stupid, but Justin Bieber's like falling off. Yeah, for sure. He's not dependable. And and that sounds horrible because I know there are a lot of underlying issues. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you go see Lauren Hill. Or Rihanna, you know that they are probably going to be an hour late to the show. Right. It's just probably a given. Yes, things just are what they are. He has fallen off. He's not like a big bankable artist at the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you said, the reasons behind that, a lot of them are like very sad. Right. And I don't know how much of it is fair or not fair or whatever, but like it just is what it is. Like I can't. It's weird because there was a time where you, like, the thought of saying that Justin Bieber couldn't sell out a stadium was unimaginable. If anything, it was like, do they have enough seats? Right. You know? And, like, now, like, that feels like another world. And it's so crazy because you think of, like, an artist like Rihanna who hasn't put out music in a long time. Or, honestly, Mm -hmm. let's say, like, suit and tie Justin Timberlake, not Justin Timberlake now. Mm -hmm. He hadn't put out music in so long. But I think if Justin Timberlake would went to like try and do stadiums, he would have been able to sell that out. I do too. 
And I never thought Justin Bieber's star power would fade, to be totally honest. I know. I know, but he's he almost seemed dead set on like trying to get it to fade, you know? That's a, like, yeah, during the purpose tour, that was really bad. Mm-hmm. And that felt like the last, to me, that felt like the last like real like Justin Bieber as we knew him. Like, yeah. what do you mean era Justin was like, that was kind of it to me. For sure. Don't worry, darlings. We are going to talk about the Venice Film Festival and also the Britney and Kevin everything. Before we do, though, I would like to give an Aaron Carter update if I'm allowed. Oh, yes. we Yes, yes, yes. So do you remember how I told you I followed his weird Finsta burner account? Mm-hmm. Oh, you do too, right? Yeah. It has since become Aaron and Melanie. So him and his Beyonce, Beyonce, Jesus. Him and his Beyonce have decided to make a joint Instagram because there's nothing healthier than that. Now, are they doing that because, because I saw that and I was thinking, is this like an OnlyFans thing? Oh, yes. Okay. Has anyone signed up for us yet? Because we want to know what's going on over there. (laughs) She's doing his OnlyFans, right? They both are. They're doing OnlyFans like content together. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Poor Prince. (laughs) I mean... I I can't think of a worse situation for a child than to be around Aaron Carter 20. I mean, Aaron Carter is teaching this kid the ways of the world. Like, yeah. It's scary. Um, speaking of Aaron, we forgot to tell this oh, yeah. story uh last week when we did our return episode. But so at our DC show. The guy that was doing our sound, I wish that I could remember his name. He was so cool. It's probably best we don't say his name, though. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) He was very, very cool. And he told us that he had, like, actually gotten to know Aaron very well because um, he went on tour with Aaron. And he was, like, responsible for Aaron's, like, sound or whatever. And he said that, like, there were days where Aaron would, would literally be so cool so down to earth like they'd hang out you know like they would like be drinking together and partying and whatever and he was just like so nice and then there were days where Aaron would have no idea who he was no clue who he was no clue no memory of hanging out with him the day before or anything and then he would be really violent and hostile towards him and really mean and you know demanding to quit and like firing people and shit and then the next day wouldn't have any memory of that yeah that's really scary and he showed us pictures of him with Aaron and Aaron being like this is my boy my favorite mm-hmm. person I've ever spent time with it was wild it was like right before his face tattoo like it was like right before he tattooed his face was it that I thought it was earlier than that oh was it I want to say it was like 2015 2016 oh okay that would make sense because he looked healthy in those pictures. Yeah, he looked healthier. Um, but yeah, the memory loss thing really threw me off. I was like, oh, that's that's scary and really sad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So someone sign up for OnlyFans and tell us what's going on over there. Thanks. Please, please. And don't tell Aaron that you're sending us stuff. Thanks. 
don't even tell him about us ever. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you know what? You know those architectural digest videos? I love them. Demi Lovato just did one. And I forgot how funny they are. Demi's one of the funniest people. Of Like Demi to me consistently redeems herself by being funny. So fucking funny. Yeah. Demi is hilarious. So she walks out to her backyard and they set up these little picnic tables for squirrels. Yeah. And Demi's like talking about it. She's like, they come, they take their food right out of my hand. That one's named Jerry. The other one's named Jerry. They're all named Jerry because I can't tell them apart. And I thought that was so funny. Yeah. And then they zoomed down these squirrels eating at like this teensy weensy little table. It was so funny. But yeah, I love those architectural digest videos. Oh my God. In Demi's new album, A Plus, I saw, I just, I sent you the TikTok of her singing Lala by Ashley mm-hmm. Simpson. Holy shit. I know. And <laughs> Ashley commented on it either on TikTok or on Instagram and said something like, I can't wait to collaborate with you. And my pelvis just started thrusting immediately i couldn't control it um yeah i'm in a real demi moment right now i'm in my demi bag (laughs) i'm a big demi fan right now (laughs) i am i don't could you imagine if demi's the reason ashley simpson has a comeback i literally literally don't even say that (laughs) don't even say it god damn it i would love for them to perform together Oh God, I need to like go to Lamaze. I need to breathe. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously we have to talk about, you know, the Britney story is uh is ever, ever evolving, ever changing. Um, it never seems to stop. And Kevin Federline's interview just aired um with the the boys in it. And you know, it was just a lot of what I expected it would be. It's like a pompous, cocky. Kevin, me and Zach talked about how he's like sitting the same way he sat for fucking chaotic. He's mm-hmm. got his arm up in the back and he's just so like he's so cocky and so entitled to this life that he has. He's a manager like, of lids. That's his energy. We always talk about mall people. <laughs> he manages yeah. the lids kiosk. <laughs> ah, he has all the fire embroideries. Uh, <laughs> but no, he's just such a cocky piece of shit and you know it's funny like this this uh the producers of this like interview they tried so hard to make it feel like he was saying something when it was a lot of just low fucking volume mumbling and saying you know uh, i mean listen you know like what are you doing right now and they were trying so hard to make him look like you know, an all-American dad, like, they showed him and his wife, like, putting the dishes away, and doing the dishwasher, and mowing the lawn, and he was, like, wearing his, like, J.C. Penney's button-up, or whatever, to show that he's, like, one of the people, and, like, it was just so contrived, and, you know, her, the kids just seem like they're being fed false information, you know, they're being used as chess pieces, by their dad to help secure his bag that's really what is going on you know i understand a lot of people are mad at our kids 
But I feel so badly for those boys. Oh my god, I know. They've been they've been just as I mean, not to compare them and Britney. I understand what Britney went. You know what I'm trying. Like they've been so brainwashed by everyone in their lives mm-hmm. to just like hate their mom. Mm-hmm. So I do and, have a lot of know. sympathy for them, and I I don't know if I completely agree with Britney calling them out on social media and saying she doesn't believe in God because her kids don't love her anymore. Yeah. I'm not into that. Um, I kind of wish that she just let her anger out at Kevin instead. Yeah. Yeah. I am on the fence about it. I didn't see it as like an attack. Mm. To me, it felt like honestly a really diplomatic response and it is so given what she's been through it's so given what she's been through and also what she gave up for her kids you know she only really stayed in that 13-year conservatorship to have like a, a sliver of a relationship with them yeah you know and for her teenage son to go on a, a TV interview and say, like, we're all rooting for her. And we're, it, it, like, to give such, like, um a Dr. Phil, like, pompous, weird answer. Like, it didn't feel like she was attacking them. It just felt like, it felt like a response, you know? And it was, like, unfortunately, like, we you, you guys won't talk to me. I hope that you will. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's just, it's so gross. It's just so fucking emotionally abusive to, to like, oh my God, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, for sure. And I can only imagine like Kevin being in their ear, you know, I raised you, your mom isn't going to give me money anymore. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to protect both their parents, but they don't know what to do. Right. And one of their parents is really cool and doesn't work and gets to hang out and is exactly dj and he smokes weed and he plays video games and he drinks and he probably lets them have girls over and they're probably allowed to do whatever the fuck they want and then their other parent isn't allowed to drink tea yeah she can't drive a car and she can't swipe a credit card and for a long time i think that she overcompensated by you know trying to turn their their lives into disney world every day because she wanted them to love her, you know, mm-hmm. unconditionally outside of all this, the outside stuff that interfered with their relationships, you know? And I think she would even agree. She probably created little monsters. Yeah. You know, because even in that video, she said like, and I remember who it was, somebody else that was close to her um, had just recently said they were talking about her as a parent and said like, that she loved her kids and that she would create, you know, just a crazy spectacle every time they came over because it was her way of getting them to feel comfortable. And like, I filled the house with toys and all of this stuff, you know? And if it wasn't like that, every time they came over, they didn't want to like be around her. And like, that's also really sad. Yeah. That's awful. And it's so crazy because Jamie's the one who put hands on those boys. I know. And abused Britney. And everyone's mm-hmm. just like, Britney's crazy. No. You have to think it's got to be a pretty fucked up environment to be able to watch your mom go through that. And to not be sympathetic about it. 
and to be like, I hope she gets better. Until then, I won't speak with her. Like, that's... But your dad, you're cool with. Yeah, but... I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate for the boys. I will admit that. Sure, yes. I, I just, I really feel like they're victims of abuse themselves. And they've been told this narrative over and over. Yeah. And they're teenage boys and they probably don't want to see their mom naked on social media, to be totally honest. Sure. So I do have a lot of sympathy for those boys. Do I think the way they spoke to her in that video that Kevin leaked was mm -hmm. appropriate? No, I don't. I think like they're yeah. rat kids, but they're also victims of this crazy thing that I can't even wrap my head around. Yeah. I can't imagine being those boys. And then you have all this pressure now that your mom is out of a conservatorship, which is awesome, but you haven't really built a relationship with her because you, it wasn't allowed. Mm -hmm. And now she is on social media doing what she does as she should be able to. Right. Right. But you're a 16-year-old boy and your mom's all of a sudden like naked on social media and you're just kind of right. like, what the fuck is happening? It reminds me of um when I did uh, a Whitney and Bobby series forever ago on Dunzo. I remember like coming to the conclusion in my head that like, you know, Bobby Christina was like, before she was even born, like she was like a tabloid story. yeah. And then she was born. She was born into a tabloid narrative. Like her birth was just like another day in the tabloids, and then her whole life as a child was like a tabloid thing. So then when she got older, she became a tabloid celebrity herself because it was literally all she ever really knew. And I kind of feel like like that about those boys, you know, like their births were tabloid, like they were tabloid kids, and I think that that's like a different. The tabloid kids have a different life. The Surrey Cruises, you know, the Sean Prestons, like they have a different kind of like life, I feel. I've never thought of that. Like tabloid kids, it hits different. The kids I... that you can just name because you've seen them photograph so much, like, you know what I mean? That's such a good point. It's just a different kind of like, ugh, like, a different kind of ick, you know? It always comes back to Bobby Christina with us. I know, I know, I know, I know. Because Whitney's the GOAT. <laughs> it's true. She's the best. <laughs> but I do hope that, like, her... They, I hope they obviously have a relationship eventually. But yeah. I think there has to be a lot of healing on every side. And I do think these boys have been brainwashed. Yeah. And, again, when the parent who raised you is telling you, oh, we're not going to have money anymore because of your mom. You're probably going to do everything you can to protect that parent. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're like a selfish little fucker teenager and you're like, well, that means no more. You're going through the Rolodex of shit in your life that's going to be affected. I can't own this. I can't buy this. I can't go here. I can't wear those anymore. You know, you're a kid. Yeah, they don't know. You know, like it's, oh God. It just never ends. It never fucking ends. I know. And I, can I also just say one more thing before we move on from this? Oh, yes. So Britney's fan base has never been more divided than they are right now. Mm -hmm. 
and it used to be we all collectively had like the same like we knew she was being abused and like we all wanted her out of it and like that was like our common thing you know and now it's like there are people on so many different extreme ends of like how they feel the being on people are like fucking on another level everything's a conspiracy nothing is real and like that's a lot you know and then there are other people who are like the complete opposite where they're like everything she does is right and she doesn't do anything wrong and you know she's free and we sh it just like is so extreme and I just kind of wish like at this point people could just take what she says at face value and just like not think that everything she says has like all these hidden meanings and all this stuff and there are a lot of people messaging me that still don't believe that I have to crack my neck when I say this. They don't believe that she chose to release those videos herself. And, you know, she was forced to record them. And there are pauses in the videos because she's not in control. And they've been edited by some team. I'm like, girl, I think she's just laying in bed talking into the notes app. It's really not. Not everything has to be some big government cover up. Some things just are, you know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's like, let's all just kind of calm down. You know what I mean? It's like a five. This is kind of a, a random question to ask after all of that. But why? What's her connection to Selena Gomez? Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to know. No, no it's odd. Like, it's <laughs> weird. To me, it's one of the weirdest things. I feel like she looks at Selena as like a young version of herself or something. I do too. I definitely think Britney sees a lot of herself in Selena for sure. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, I go based on what people message me a lot because I get so many different extreme opinions. So the being on people believe that Chris, that Selena Gomez um, was being managed by TriStar Loki. And they think that Britney was being used as a tool to promote Selena Gomez and that their relationship like isn't genuine. Um, and then there are people on the other side of the spectrum that just believe that like Britney like loves her and, you know, that she sees a lot of herself in her and that they probably talk a lot more than people would ever realize. And that, you know, it seems out of context to us because they're like really friends. I guess I fall somewhere in the middle. I don't know where I fall anymore, but the Selena shit is weird. Okay. I just, I needed to know that as well. I needed to know yeah. your thoughts on that. Oh, yes. You're not the only one that is weird, that like doesn't get that for sure. And Selena's coming out with a documentary and I'm excited for it, but I'm not because I know it's not going to be like the true yeah. Selena story. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we'll never get the true Selena story. Who do you think has a better PR team, Selena Gomez or Taylor Swift? Oof. I gotta say Selena. 100%. I gotta say Selena. Because Taylor gets... The thing about Taylor is that she gets exposed a lot and then she's good at the recovery. Yeah. Selena doesn't get exposed. <laughs> Selena doesn't her shit does not come out and good for her I guess you know Selena's like yes I used to party with Ashley Benson and Justin Bieber but I didn't do and Demi Lovato but I never right. touched a drug yeah <laughs> she's like yes I showed up to an award show literally staggering all over the place and holding onto railings to stand but oh well 
I was tired. I was sleepy. <laughs> now, I know you wanted to talk about something before we get into the don't worry, darling drama. And I'm going to let you handle this. <laughs> okay. So, as you know, blind items are obsessed with hair. Blind item writers are obsessed with who's, you know, alleging to who's losing their hair or whatever. And I just think it's funny, given how often we have to talk about, like, hair loss and wigs and this person doesn't have, they have patches and blah, blah, blah. I just think it's hilarious that on TikTok right now, this story has blown up that Harry Styles might be allegedly wearing wigs and that he is allegedly bald and that his hair pieces on tour have actually gotten like very lazy and some have taken like some pretty I agree I know what videos <laughs> some damn videos where I'm like okay I don't know if like, I don't know if we can defend this anymore because literally there's one video I'm sure most of you listening have seen it um but he's like walking off stage and his he like he's like hopping down the stairs and when he hops down his wig lifts all the way up off of his head and the front of his wig is up in the air I mean literally it's showing I was and like oh my god when he had that long hair at the end of One Direction, that widow's peak he had, come on. Like, come on. He had a, like, he had, like, full widow's peak, and now he doesn't. And there's another video that I saw um, after the lifting one where he's on stage, and he he pulls his his hair up in the back and adjusts his wig you can see him take the wig and shift it down and pull it down. You can literally see him twisting his wig. It's just hysterical to me. I mean, I think every anybody who wants to wear hair pieces and have a hair system, whatever, should be able to. Like, if anything, make men wearing wigs um, normalize it. But it's just hilarious. Like, he's like Elton now in more ways than one. They're both wearing toupees. I know. I agree. Like, if a man is going bald, there's nothing wrong with wearing a wig. There's nothing Absolutely. wrong with getting the hair plugs or whatever. Just, like, I wish people would own their shit. I know. I, like, hopefully we'll get to a point where men can be like, yeah, it's a lace front. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. Because, girl, you can't, like... The girls are catching on quicker and quicker each day. It's not just black women and gay black gays that know about hair systems now. All the girls are doing wigs. We're all clocking the lace. We're all clocking the lift up in the front, girl. You need to get some better. He needs to get some got to be glue and spray the his hairline and, and tack that wig down. Because you can't be hopping around on stage with your wig lifting. <laughs> it's just not cute. It's not professional. You know what else wasn't professional? I'm going to say this. I'm not into celebrities doing interviews and sounding like fucking idiots. <laughs> like, when that Fez, uh, I forget, I don't know, Angus McLeod, when mm -hmm. he was being interviewed, the guy from Euphoria, I wanted to mm -hmm. rip my hair out when he's like, 
I don't know. I just showed up on the red carpet because they told me to come. I'm like, <laughs> you're getting paid so much fucking money. <laughs> Speak. Oh, no. But at the Venice Film Festival, when Harry was like, it's a movie. It'll get you in the theaters. It's a real yeah. movie. I'm like, this man has been famous since he was 14 fucking years old. Stop it. I love when he goes, do you know, it's like like a real movie, like a real <laughs> one. And Chris Pine is sitting there like, this man who is literally so smart. Like, Chris Pine is so smart. And he's a good actor. He's a great actor. He's, like, such an intellectual, like, you know, he's, like, really studied theater. And, like, he's a very classically trained actor. Like, he's a real actor, you know? Mm -hmm. And he has to go on a fucking press tour with this idiot who can't even verbalize why he's in the movie. And the way Harry Styles fans, hi, everybody, I want to be attacked this week, (laughs) are, like, bending over backwards. They're like... He was tired. He's done so many shows. And then he got off stage and flew to Venice. He's tired. You can't expect it. I'm like, I expect my movie stars to be able to explain their movie. Give me a fucking break. I don't know why I'm so mad. If you can't come up with a way to describe a movie without saying, it's like a real movie. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like a movie. I'm so sorry. Have somebody write something down for you. Now, I don't need you to be Jacob Ellerty and be like, I'm the best actor in the world. I, I don't need that. I just right. need, like, an answer. Because, listen, I'm going to say another thing. All the people defending Harry, if somebody like an Anne Hathaway sat in a seat and said, it's like a movie, it's like a movie, it's a movie, like a movie, um, you would all be wanting her to be burned at a fucking stake, lit on fire with gasoline and matches, like... Give me a fucking break. Are you kidding me? This man is making so much money. And honestly, the way Olivia Wilde has been treated during this whole thing, I'm not going to, after the Shia video, I was kind of like, fuck you, Olivia. I get what you're trying to do because it's a whole thing to recast somebody and that's what's problematic in Hollywood, whatever. Right. But I'm like, nobody said anything about Brian Singer. Right. No one talks about, like, Instead of talking about what David O. Russell did, they're just like, why is Margot Robbie doing a movie? Or Granted, I don't agree with people doing movies with David O. Russell, but instead it becomes like, why did they agree? I'm like, why is he allowed to make movies again? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's like when people got mad at um, Miley because she accepted like a Woody Allen movie and everybody was like, nobody cared that Woody was like making movies. Right. It's like, who gives a shit that he's still directing, but let's get mad at the people in the movies. Um, And yeah, I agree with you. Like, everybody should be held accountable, but it just feels like the directors never get... Yeah, the Brian Singers of the world can just, like, keep doing whatever. That press tour, it stressed me out. Like, I was on my phone too much watching every movement of it. Yeah. And again, it kind of... I'm so mad. I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry to everyone. <laughs> I was like, so I don't like Harry Styles. I'll say it. You guys know it. But the way that he like positioned himself in the group photos with his arms in front of him instead of around people. And I get mm-hmm. him and Olivia probably didn't want a photo together to make that like the the statement of the, the film festival. Mm-hmm. But the way he ignored her 
was so unprofessional. Yeah. The way he like turned his back towards her multiple times. And one thing I don't see people talking about is during the standing ovation, Florence Pugh actually looked over at Olivia and like clapped towards her. And she ignored Harry the whole time. I'm like, why isn't Harry catching any smoke? Because at least Flo acknowledged Olivia one time Mm -hmm. and never acknowledged Harry. Yeah. Harry is like, well, you know, it's funny because Harry's always been, um, I'm going to say a wacky interviewer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like even in One Direction, he was always like the least, um, the least verbal, the least articulate, uh, the least, he had the least to say always. You know, but he has like um sort of like a like a dim-witted charm about him, like a puppy dog charm, where you like look past it because he's like a puppy dog. But in this particular instance, it's like you can't look past like the charm doesn't outweigh how unprofessional he is at times. Mm-hmm. And just like how not cut out he is for like certain things. Like he's not a movie star. He's not. No. And never gonna be. It's not gonna happen for me. You know what I mean? And I, I, I can't even imagine what it feels like, like I said, to be to be Chris sitting there doing these tours, this press tour with him and listening to him say this babbling dumb shit. Yeah. Do you think he spit on Chris Pine? I don't know. I just can't. I just can't wrap my head around it. Like, it's just so... Can I tell you what my true... My my spirit really told me when I saw that? Yeah, I love like, hearing about your spirit. Tell me. <laughs> the way that she smiled when it happened and the way that he sort of, like, looked down and then, like, looked, immediately looked up, like, it felt to me like it was some kind of weird inside joke that was, like, inappropriate or something. Like... To me, there was, like, an awareness from all of them that it was, like, a joke, at least. Like, it didn't feel like they were, like, shocked by what happened. It was, like, an inside joke that they couldn't acknowledge. That's what it felt like to me. What about you? Um, I thought the hesitation was really weird. It mm-hmm. was almost like, a, I can't believe you just fucking did that. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't say anything right now because we're in, like, a room full of people. But... The statement where Chris's Chris's rep was like, I would never, or Harry would never spit on Chris. I'm like, I believe it more. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it is something Harry would do. Harry's very, he's always been very bold during interviews. I guess I don't know Harry like that. I only know Harry because TikTok and Twitter has forced me to. I know Harry as the... The sort of like rebellious one of One Direction who always really liked to like be cheeky with interviewers, you know, and like do and say things that their team probably were like, like ripping their hair out behind the scenes, like, stop grabbing Louis' ass, Harry. You know what I mean? Stop making bye jokes, Harry. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I just can't wrap my head around somebody doing that in per, in front of so many people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. I know. I don't I don't think he spit, but I, I like to think he spit. <laughs> yeah, I like the thought of it. 
Listen, I think that a lot of people are going to go see this movie, though. I think it's all PR. I'm starting to A lot to of believe, people think that. I'm starting to believe it's all PR. And then people are like, well, what about Shia? Shia has a court case coming up, everybody, because Shia is an abusive piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Let us not forget that. I don't care about his redemption tour. He's no good. Yeah. Um. So I think he kind of hopped in on the Olivia hate because mm-hmm. why not? Um, and that's what I think. I think they're just leaning into it now. So many people believe that, that it's just PR and I would not be surprised at all. I feel like at least the stories being sold about it being this wacky, crazy environment. Like, I do think it feels a little contrived and I mean, I will admit that I really want to see the movie though. Like, I've been going to the movies a lot recently, and that preview comes up every single time. So I've watched the full trailer now like eight times, and I want to see it. I do. Do you know the last movie I saw in theaters was Cats? That is, don't, you should edit that out. (laughs) I'm already giving everybody ammo to bully me, so just pile that on. (laughs) But no, I'm I'm excited to see the movie. I am going to see it. And I want to see it in the theater. Like, it, it looks like it'll be a good theater movie. I, I do think, you know, I think my bookends have to be cats in this movie. Yeah, that would make complete sense. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think Florence showing up with her Epriol spritz and her vape mm-hmm. and that was beautiful. Yeah, her gorgeous dress. She looks amazing. Yeah, this movie. I do I think they're leaning into it more than they are putting on though. I think so too. I think that they're all probably like especially Olivia is like let's just turn this into the PB Herman show. Olivia's like everyone already fucking hates me. And everybody. I mean, what movie is bigger right now? Yeah. Everybody is talking about this movie, so if that's what they're doing, it is working. Can we talk about how Brendan Fraser got a standing ovation, though? Yes. I wish people talked to... I mean, I get why people are talking about Don't Worry, Darling. Mm-hmm. But, like, Brendan Fraser having a comeback after talking about dealing with sexual assaults and stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. I know. And what a nice guy. Mm-hmm. A genuinely, genuinely nice guy. Not rotted not rotted like only want the best for him for sure so where do you think like olivia wilde and harry i know some reporters said they broke up i Mm -hmm. i have no idea but what do you think's next for them like where can harry's fucking fine but like what about olivia kind of like because so many people are talking about the bad reviews of the movie Mm -hmm. but they say the directing's really good and she was the director not the writer well i think that either way this movie would be unfairly critiqued. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if, we're, if we'll ever get, like, a, a really true, authentic critique just because of, like, the pandemonium surrounding it. Um, but if I were her, I would honestly... She should lean into, like, more behind-the-scenes, like, out-of-the-camera stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I were her, I would just keep doing this. What do you think? I think, I mean... I saw Booksmart. It's one of my favorite movies. And she directed that. 
Mm-hmm. I think she's really talented with directing. If mm-hmm. you know, that's the one movie I've seen that I think that's her only directing. Yeah. I don't think she should do interviews anymore. Um, she needs to just be, you know, behind the scenes for Lola. And <laughs> she was a dancing fool at all of Harry's shows. And then he made her look like a fool on a red carpet. So fuck mm-hmm. that. Like, I'd be out of that. And just, yeah. I think she needs to kind of fade back into like where she was. Agreed. I where agree. she was remi- remembered as like the hot bi girl from the OC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think that she, this has been a lot. Like after the promo for this movie is done, if I were her, I would go to fucking Antarctica or something and just just go away for a little while. Let people f- forget about you. For a little and bit. it's hard because everyone's in love with Jason Sudeikis right now, even though he's also allegedly not the best person. Fuck Jason Sudeikis. Ugh. God. I can't yeah. fucking stand him. Ugh. God. Uh. <laughs> I guess as we as we wrap this up, guys, this was actually fun. Yeah, this was what well, this was a good. It's a good uh, good week for pop culture, for sure. Um, last night, Susan Sarandon announced that she's by, which we've all known, but to hear yeah. her say it, I was like, "That's fucking right, Susan." Yeah, I love Susan Sarandon. Uh, shout out to stepmom and also big shout out to the uh what was the name of that fucking movie the one with goldie hawn the banger sisters the shout out to the banger sisters a gay cult classic we can't wrap this up troy i'm so fucking dumb the queen died today oh hello oh my god (laughs) oh my god jesus fuck yes the queen Um, died today the queen died and Trisha Paytas is about to have a baby. Yes. And Trisha's going to have a baby more <laughs> But on to more important news, Trisha Paytas is going to be a mother darling. I'm always curious what people think of the queen because in my family, as I grew up, the queen killed Princess Diana. That's what mm. I was told from like the day <laughs> Princess Diana died. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so when I got older and saw like people loved the queen, I was mm-hmm. so confused. Right. Yeah, because especially like as an American, it's like it's such a spotty as a kid, your idea of the royal family is just so weird. Yeah. Because you can't really wrap your head around what they even are. Mm-hmm. Um so as you know, I could not physically care less about the royals um i am not that girl i'm not interested in anything involving them at all uh so um you know we're rooting for the queen and i guess i tweeted something and i was like you know the royals are like really bad people though right yeah and a lot of people started getting mad at me and they were like, you know, she served her country for 96 years, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but can we still, you can be sad, but I just want to like acknowledge. Yeah. Like, are we really going to be debating whether or not we think the queen was like a sweet lady? Is that something that we're going to be doing? Come on, you guys. I can't. And that's another reason that I just don't, I just don't understand worshiping that horrific, vile 
fucking family. We're rooting for ya. Oh. I do think it's interesting. Everyone's like, Meghan Markle didn't show up. I'm like, of course she didn't. Because everyone's fucking mean to her all the time. And Why would she show up? And I do say, I think she's probably our most requested episode. And Troy mm. and I have discussed this before. I'll say it again. Like, the blinds are so nasty to her. And it's so unfair how she's treated in the blinds. Mm-hmm. Do I think Meghan Markle's a good person? I don't fucking know. Yeah. But you can't even get like a good blind item about her because of how biased it is. Right. You know, they say she's a yacht girl. I'm like, well, why don't we talk about Harry marrying a quote unquote yacht girl then? Mm-hmm. Like, why is Harry yeah. doing that? Yeah. Like, how, what is his connection then to her if she was a yacht girl? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I guess, God save the queen. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, that that's about as much as I physically can say. I truly don't care. I'm going to be honest. That's fair. But we, <laughs> we just had to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I know this episode was, like, a little bit different. But sometimes it's nice to not have to read. Yeah, and just talk and kiki and, you know, give our opinions about things that you guys ask us about, you know? For sure. And I know this episode was late, but thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Bye.